Stress is the silent killer. It's estimated that 90% of disease comes from chronic stress. But what if you could face adversity and be stronger as a result? That's what we'll be discussing today on the Keto Cam Podcast with Lance Essios. I'm a big believer of the universe rewarding you for your courage. It's like those little things in life you come across. It's like, that's the joy, that's the wins. It's like you lean into that, good job, I, I see you. Here you go with whatever you're trying to do. And it allows you to sort of step into like the next level of your, you know, whatever alignment that you wanna get into. But I believe like you're gonna have to go through a certain amount of adversity in order to become the next level that you want to become. It's just, you don't get a free ride there. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast, a best-selling author of three books, founder of Keto Camp. Here at Keto Camp, we are on a mission to educate and to inspire one billion people. Today's topic is about stress, adversity, mindset. It's so important, I believe, to exercise before you exercise. So when you can really master your 60,000 thoughts that you have every single day, Keto, fasting, the supplements, the exercise automatically upgrade. But I've also seen the opposite be true. When you are doing everything right with keto and fasting, but you have these self-limiting thoughts and you're letting stress take over your life, it'll be very difficult, damn near impossible to get the results you want with your health. We know our thoughts could build disease or tear us down. And that's what we're gonna be discussing with Lance SEOs today, who is the founder of the University of Adversity podcast and movement, we talk about his story of alcohol addiction, toxic environments, growing up as a hockey player, looking to become an NHL hockey player, and some of the stumbling blocks he faced, all of the adversity he faced, and what he did to overcome that and be stronger as a result. We talk about getting clear and finding fulfillment after overcoming adversity, how to start building that life of abundance and happiness that you seek, sacred takeaways and what to understand from using ayahuasca and other plant medicines, the powerful story of conquering trauma, addiction, and aspirations to become a professional hockey player, practical ways to transform your life using gratitude and journaling, healthy eating to fuel your mind, body, and spirit, and how Lance is changing the world and empowering and improving the lives of so many people and we talk about his brand new book that's coming out later this year mastering adversity so before i bring lance on the show i want to take a minute here to get to the apple podcast rating and review of the day this is a five-star review from fat burn machine titled life-changing 
started weight loss journey on December 9th, 2020 and was told I was pre-diabetic and wanted to put me on more blood pressure medications. I said to myself, nope, and started to change my diet. And I found you totally by accident going through a few podcasts. You have changed my life. Thank you, Ben, for being my guide to healing from the inside. Weight loss is only a byproduct. And by the way, I was 248 pounds on December 9th, 2020. And as of today, March 14th, 2021, I am 218 pounds, thank you. Fat burn machine, your title is correct. You are a fat burning machine and I am so proud of you. I am so grateful to have played any role in your body's healing right there. You are a perfect example of the body's incredible capability to heal and a perfect example of somebody taking ownership over their health and not letting the white coats dictate which medication they wanna throw your way and that would have been a totally different path for you. So I'm glad you chose the path of empowerment. I'm glad you chose the path of allowing your body to heal and you are seeing the benefits of that decision. So kudos to you, way to take action, way to apply this information. I am so grateful that the universe aligned the cards to show my podcast to you and you took action, which not a lot of people do. So I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that inspiring podcast review. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so today by going to Apple Podcasts. You might be listening to it right now on Apple Podcasts. Just go down to the scroll down where it says leave a review and leave an honest rating and review. When you do that, take a screenshot, email that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com and we will reply with my Keto Flex cookbook where you could get 21 delicious keto recipes and you'll get that for free. So please leave a rating and review, send that to support at ketocamp.com. Hey, we are only a few weeks away from the worldwide release of my brand new book, Keto Flex. I have been writing this book for a little over two years and I truly believe it's gonna be one of the best books ever written on keto. In the book, I outline my four pillars to mastering keto and fasting framework. We talk about adapt, getting your body to adapt to producing ketones. We talk about fasting, different intermittent fasting and extended fasting and other fasting strategies to really heal your body. And then the third pillar is phase, an entire chapter dedicated to the carnivore diet, anti-nutrients, understanding plant toxins, and then the magic chapter flex talks all about keto flexing and why we don't want to stay in ketosis long term and how to actually do it in a way where you could flex in and out of ketosis. There's an entire chapter about sleep. There's an entire chapter on how to do keto and fasting for women. If you are a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, perimenopausal woman, I cover all the bases. The foreword was written by Dr. Daniel Pampa. We've got some amazing praise for the book from Dr. Jason Fung. Thomas DeLauer, Dr. Mindy Peltz, Jimmy Moore, Abel James, Drew Manning, Megan Ramos, and so many other leaders in the space who have endorsed this book. If you want to pre-order Keto Flex, head over to ketoflexbook.com. It's available for pre-order on Kindle right now. I would love your support with pre-ordering the book, and it'll be available on April 12th, 2021. So visit ketoflexbook.com to pre-order the book today. All right, let's get into this conversation with Lance. 
Lance Isios, brother, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Brother, thanks so much for having me on, man. So grateful to connect with you again. I love this guy. He's It's the first time he's on the show. We've been talking about this for like probably a year now, right, Lance? And we've connected through mutual friends, Andrea Sieber, and other incredible people. And I've been on your amazing podcast, University of Adversity podcast. And uh, I've been wanting to have you on my show, and you finally booked it. We're going to have an amazing conversation on personal transformation, victim versus victor mindset, and just all the cool things you're up to in this world. So, Lance, before we dive into all that, start with your story. I want my audience to really understand your journey from where you were to where you are today. For sure. All right. So there's a couple different layers to it, you know. Because I've been on this personal transformation and growth the last few years, I had to start out, you know, kind of really figuring out who I was. So I started out growing up, I was, a, I was trying to become an NHL hockey player. My life was hockey. I was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which is a very cold hockey city. Very cold, very hockey city, yes. Yeah, and... I was doing all the right things. I was one of the best kids in my age group at 10 or 11 in the world. Um, everything was going great. But my parents split up and I moved across the country. I had to leave my family to move the other side of the country. That's when things started to get squirrely. Did you move, did you move with one parent? My dad. Yeah. So my parents got split. My dad, I had to choose between one parent and the other. Had to choose my dad because at the time he could provide better than my mom and he could, you know, with hockey and everything. And we moved. And that was a time when things got really tough. First thing was really like getting into moving schools, moving across the country. I got bullied pretty bad. So I had to move schools within the first six months, which I wasn't used to getting bullied. It was like so foreign to me and I just couldn't handle it. What were they bullying you about? I was like, I went from being this kind of athlete, cool kid to like, move a bunch of skateboarder kind of like slum. Like it was a really slummy area. We moved not slummy, but it was, it wasn't a great area. That must've been a shock because you were like a sports kid, probably a popular kid. And all of a sudden you're the new kid on the block and everybody's uh, well, some people are bullying you. Dude, it was, it was brutal. Like, but it, it helped like looking back, it, it helped me so much. Right. And it was really, really challenging. So it's funny because now when I tell my story, that part is so important because I've been looking back on my journey as to like, and I'll get to the toxic habits that I went through, but as to where it all started, like, where did the madness start? Where did like the confident kid, what happened, right? Like, why did I start drinking so much and all that? So that was a time that hurt a lot. I moved schools. I had this like lack of confidence for a while. My dad married a woman with four kids. It was your classic out of the movies stepmom from hell. She had four kids. Luckily, I was good friends with her son, but the whole dynamic was just an absolute nightmare. It was just like you could can't imagine like it being any worse, really. Like it was it, she put us through hell, my entire family, for a long time. And again, now when I look at it, it was one of the greatest teachers. But at the time, it was very, very challenging. So when my dad decided to leave her, she made it a point for the next 20 years to really make our lives a living hell. And so for the rest of my teenage life, I was just battling with trying to make it professional in hockey, not really having a stable, safe family because where I was living, because 
my dad was going through so much with this divorce. All my family was across the country. It was really, it really felt unstable. And I was trying to make it in hockey and I was trying to figure it out. And I couldn't, like I was lost. So towards the end of high school, you know, we, I, I discovered alcohol. And alcohol allowed me to sort of hide and allowed me to numb and to allow me to realize, wow, I can actually invent a new person from this stuff. Like I can feel better. I can numb my anxiety. I can numb my stress by having this alcohol. And I, I didn't realize that's what happened. But all of a sudden I could like talk to girls more. I could do all the things. I was confident. Liquid courage. Yeah. And that led me really to like where I ended up for a long time. Is once once hockey ended, I, I had lost my complete identity because of a few stupid mistakes I made, which cost me my career. I experimented with steroids my final year, like you know, shooting in the in the in the back of my you know in the leg, just stupid, stupid for a, a kid that didn't know what he was doing. And now it took me a lot of years to unpack that because I felt so much shame because. I feel like I let my dad down. I felt like I left my family down. And man, it was it was destructive. So as you probably know, you you meet a lot of people who, athletes and a lot of different people. There's a challenge when you're an athlete and when you're no longer an athlete anymore and you have to pivot out of that. Who are you? Where's your identity? Like, where do you sit? What's life after sports? Where do you go? And from there... I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm this hockey player that didn't make it. I feel like a bum. And I fell into the bar industry because I loved being able to talk to people. I loved being able to get involved and, and, and do all the fun things. But it also allowed me to hide. It allowed me to be toxic. It allowed me to hide all my numbing, numb all the feelings that I was getting. And I never realized all that at the time until now in hindsight. So... That went on for years, man. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, it took me, I don't know how many years to figure it out. And eventually I moved, I sold everything. I moved to Australia. I lived there for five years thinking I was going to get back in, back, get out of the bar environment because I was so deep in the nightclubs and the, in just the bad news that when I moved to Australia, I ended up getting into it even worse. And then, although it was so much fun, I credit a lot of my amazing friendships and moments of my life. So much of it was to traveling in that industry, but it was really the thing I always knew in the back of my mind, like that was holding me back. And towards the end of my bartending career is when things got really challenging is when I lost my younger brother to suicide, then my dad to cancer within 18 months. Once that happened, things really shifted for me and I really was like, something needs to change here. Like my life, what I'm doing, it's not my, my path. So I got out of the bar industry and I started to build something new, man. And then, you know, the, the podcast was inspired by that University of Adversity. And it's just been a process. It's been a process of learning and growth. And, you know, you meet one person, you listen to one podcast and it takes you down to this side and you start to learn, you start to apply it, you start to feel better, you start to have conversations. And before you know it, you're transforming. And, you know, the identities and, and the personas that we created, you know, you, you leave those and you create new ones. So that was the thing that has been challenging for me is having these different, these different personas, these different identities that I've had, you know, from the 
from being the hockey player to the bartender to, you know, the podcaster and really how to like accept your story, all the things, the good, the bad, the ugly without feeling shame around it, but yet create a new story and allow that to really help you in your path. Right. So that's kind of where I am today, man. You know, it's, it's been an absolute journey and I'm blessed to have gone through what I've gone through, but you know, I don't think I could have got to this point without that happening. So thank you for sharing that. I love the mindset. It's a victor mindset versus a victim mindset. And uh, what you just shared is taking ownership. Everything is, I believe, on the way, not in the way. And that created adversity in your life. And you use that to create new stories and to create uh, a new energy, if you will. And then you launched this new brand, this new podcast, The University of Adversity. We were just speaking offline, uh, Lance, about you're about to hit the 300th episode on there. You've had incredible guests from doctors and celebrities, professional athletes, and you've got to have conversations with them and glean their wisdom, their experience, their adversity, and kind of pick and choose and help that with your vision and your journey. I mean, 300 episodes, it's not something light. For a podcaster to have 300 episodes, that is a big deal. It takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of consistency to get that content out there. So I have a question for you, because I know you asked this as well to your guest. What is your definition of adversity? You know, in order to achieve anything great, there's always going to be some sort of resistance. And whether you call it a struggle, an obstacle, for me, adversity is a level of struggle or resistance that is going to challenge you. So for me, what I've been working on doing is seeing adversity as necessary, the challenge, the struggle, the resistance at getting to the next level. So when we look at it, we immediately, we want to run. We don't go, oh no, things aren't smooth anymore. I got this challenge. It's, 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 I'm being forced to go into this. But what I've been realizing, and, and we can get into this, is my recent plant medicine journey, is how much that stops us. Like how much the fear, the adversity, whatever's coming at us, we try and pull away instead of leaning in. And when you lean in, you're actually rewarded for your bravery, for your courage. Like it's like, I'm a big believer of the universe rewarding you for your courage. It's like those little things in life you come across. It's like, that's the joy. That's the wins. It's like you lean into that. Good job. I, I see you. Here you go with whatever you're trying to do. And it allows you to sort of step into like the next level of your, you know, whatever alignment that you want to get into. But I believe like you're going to have to go through a certain amount of adversity in order to become the next level that you want to become. It's just you don't get a free ride there. And it's really the perspective on it. If you can change it so that when you look at it, you actually, you know what's coming on the other side of it, then you'll seek it. You'll, you know, not to the extreme of David Goggins. I love it. Like I know he loves to just but he's, he's so right. And like, I mean, most people, it's very hard to look at it like that. Like just get into it. Right. But from like somebody just, just looking at it, like this thing, this thing is really challenging me right now. How do I feel about this? Like, how, how can I grow from this? Like, what is this going to teach me? Right. And if we really know that this thing is going to be what gives us the fulfillment we seek, 
then we're going to we're going to invite it in. We're going to want to lean into it more because it's not the things it's not the accolades, it's not the cars, the boats, this this all that stuff. It's what did you do to get there? And what did that feeling bring? Like what was the fulfillment? And it's always overcoming something that you felt you couldn't. That's kind of where I'm at with adversity, man. I feel like it's necessary. It's a necessary medicine that we all need to go through and have in order to get to the next level. I love it. So what I'm hearing is that when somebody has a decision they need to make, so let's say somebody's listening to the show right now and they have an important decision they've been dwelling on, maybe procrastinating on, maybe it's a new podcast somebody wants to launch or starting a new health program or ending a relationship or starting a new business, whatever it is, and, and they're feeling fear around it. What I'm hearing you say is that that's a good thing. Like that, you want that to lean into it and the universe will reward you when you do lean into it. Is that an accurate assessment of what you're sharing? Yeah, man. It's those little fears, those little things that cause that response. We got to lean into those. Those things will give us what we're actually seeking. And if we don't, then we're going to live in that little area where we're kind of wondering, well, what if I did? And the fear that you're actually fearing never actually comes true. And it actually becomes worse from not doing the thing or leaning into the thing. But because of our programming, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's scary. I got to just, I got to run away or I got to take a pill or I got to do something because I got to numb myself. It's like, no, like, let's get used to, let's get used to leaning into these things. You know, let's, let's, let's embrace these, these challenges. Right. I've seen people do the opposite. You know, I know you've seen it too. Most people, when they experience the fear, it leaves them paralyzed and they stay in their comfort zone and they stick with that relationship that they should have ended months ago, years ago. They stick with that career, that whatever that they're doing that they're unhappy about. So how do you take the first step? Like, what do you do? Uh, maybe a couple steps to lean into it and start building that life of abundance and, and happiness. I think it's just paying attention to how you feel, you know, like, what are you, why are you scared? Like, what story are you telling yourself? Cause it's all stories, mm -hmm. right? Like when I was doing ayahuasca recently and, and the reason, like I've been telling these stories so much because there's so much insight that I have that have come because directly into my life, like so much, so much insight. And it's just like that fear, that adversity that we're facing it's just a story because something that happened to us in the past has given us a story that allows us to look at life in a, in a fog lens. And what I realized was that there's so many of those stories that just aren't true. And those stories just, they define us so many times in the present moment. So it's really to answer your question, Getting clear with like, what's the story? Like, first of all, like, what, what is the reason for the fear? Like what you got to go a bit deeper There's a lot of contemplating and reflection. That's why journaling and things like that are really useful because there's a reflection that has to happen because it's usually a pattern. It's usually, okay, I'm scared of these sort of things. Okay, well, let's go deeper. Like, what is the reason? Why, why those things? And it's usually a story. And what I realized was like how many times I'm letting these stories of like, Oh, when I was 22 and I failed at something, well, that's the same as now. I'm just going to fail. So I'm not going to bother trying or I'm not going to go all in because I tried back then and I didn't. And, it, and, you know, people, you know, I didn't get the support or whatever. And that's really 
a lot of the times is like we got to create the present moment as a fresh, clean slate. It's not easy. Like I haven't mastered the world of adversity. We're working on it. It's a process, right? But it's the first, it's the understanding, like what is the reason behind that? Like what is the feeling? What is the story? And usually when you can bring that story, it's usually some sort of some sort of trauma or some sort of deep pain. And we can bring that darkness to light and allow that to be seen, allow to sit with it and let it work through. Usually that story won't impact what you're trying to do. And again, this is a process, but the first steps is really getting clear on what is the reason? Why am I feeling this? You know, where is this coming from? Action step would be journaling. You mentioned it. You know, the awareness, the consciousness is is so important. A lot of people, as you mentioned, and for yourself and your story, they'll experience the feelings, the thoughts, the whatever it is that they want to manifest, and then they'll s- suppress that with drugs, alcohol, toxic relationships, and they'll live in their comfort zone, which is actually a dangerous place to live. A lot of people don't realize that they're in a prison and you cannot escape a prison if you don't know you're in one. So the first step is understanding you're in a prison, you're in a mental prison, and it's these self-limiting thoughts that you have put on yourself from your previous experiences. And it's a story like you just said, you could create a better story, you could create a new story like Lance has done. I wanna take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You had mentioned briefly ayahuasca. I know you had a couple of maybe one or two times where you went to Costa Rica, uh, maybe others, but what is ayahuasca? Why did you do it? And what, what are some of the big takeaways you got from your ayahuasca medicine? So I'm still in Costa Rica now. I did ayahuasca just over a month ago. I had a deep calling to do this medicine. I just did a post about it yesterday because I felt it was important. This is a lot to do with as well as what I talk about, about intuition and answering your intuition, answering the call. You get a lot of these impulses. You get a lot of this, the feelings like these 
should I do this? Should it pops into your mind? And a lot of them are like zero to 10. You know, you get the five out of 10, the six out of 10s. They're kind of like, oh, should I do it? doesn't really matter, whatever. And then once in a while, and this is from my perspective, you get these nine out of 10s, these 10 out of 10, these impulses where you're like, I got to do that. Like, I can't not do that. I can't honor that, right? And this was one of those moments where I had the opportunity to go do ayahuasca with one of my mentors, Aubrey Marcus, and a group down at Sultara. And when I had that opportunity and I heard it was going to be in Costa Rica, I didn't care what it took. I did it because I had that feeling. And right then, the power of ayahuasca starts to work with you the second you commit to it. It's a powerful plant. So it's a mixture of a couple different plants and it creates a psychedelic experience that will, I don't want to say force, but force is probably, it will, it will force you to look at the things of your subconscious that you don't want to look at. And I want to be clear to everybody, you know, I do a lot of the modalities, breath work, meditation, journaling, all of the things. And I'm a proponent of all of them. I think they all work. My journey is to help people heal and help transform. So I like to experience the different modalities. And ayahuasca has been something that has been on my radar for a while. You know, it's been on my, and it's been, I've been so curious to want to go to the jungle and do it. And when I got this opportunity, I took it and I've still been down here. So the, the power of the medicine, the, the steps that I went through literally changed my life because each night it's like, it's almost as if it knows you're in it. Like I sat with it for four nights and there's a dieta leading up to it. There's a commitment level that you have to go through in order to get the most out of it. And it, it's, I don't know if it's as keto friendly as, uh, <laughs> as we like, but leading up to it, it's a commitment. So the, it starts there. And the reason I'm telling this is because it's more than just doing the medicine. It's about the commitment beforehand. And when you get there, you're ready. You've committed. You know, you can't, you got to withstand from like caffeine and sex and all that kind of stuff and processed foods. It was a really great thing to do to come into it. And then there was four nights where things just unfolded. I was shown the darkest feelings of, that I've ever experienced the shadow ends and I was shown how much I've been neglecting and dealing with it and really spiritually bypassing a lot of my dark feelings and like trying to be positive and get positive language, my or positive talk my way out of it. And it was basically like, you got to sit with this stuff. It said to me, you cannot leave this room until you process this. You can't run. You can't go eat. You can't go do this and that. You can't divert. You have to sit until this passes, and I sat in there till 5.30 in the morning until the sun came up. And I was never more relieved in my life to see the light because I had experienced it, the dark, so much. And that was just one night. But the realizations that I had from it going into, I've had a lot of anxiety and fear in my life, and it forced me to sit through that. It forced me to sit through, and I had to sit up, and I had to just go back to surrendering and trusting and breathing. And it's amazing how much breath, how much our breath helps us. And we forget because we don't think about it. But when you know that you're getting squirrely and you got to come back and you start to breathe, everything's okay. And there's these lessons of trust and surrender that you can do it. And 
there were some other messages there where I, throughout my life, there was times where I don't trust myself, that I can do it. I allow fear to get in the way of what I want to do because of past stories. But one of the big, big main things here about this experience was that I was shown how much I allow fear in the stories to dictate what I'm going to do and how we, myself, like everybody has to learn to trust themselves. We can get through it, but because of whatever reason, we don't. And I really saw my potential. I saw it for the first time. I saw the way that the things that I can create, I felt it. You know how we talk about when you want to manifest stuff, you really need to feel the feeling of having it already. I felt what it felt like to create the success and the person I wanted to be. I saw him. I felt him. And that might sound crazy to people, but that is what I needed to see because I didn't believe in myself as an, uh, enough. And when I finished that, I felt this belief in my heart that I can do whatever I put my mind to if I get out of the way and I trust. And I, I, I literally just need to trust myself and believe in myself and realize that fear, a lot of it is just bullshit stories that we tell ourselves, right? And that was the main thing with me that I needed to see. And everybody gets something different out of it, but I walked away there feeling so empowered and finally feeling the belief in myself that I needed, that I hadn't had because of that little boy that I told you about earlier, that I, I had lost the confidence. And I may look confident a lot of times, but there's times where I don't feel it, right? And there's times where I, I compare myself to other people and you know how it is. You look at successful people. Oh, they really got it figured out. They're doing this. Oh, I must suck. That happens a lot to me. And to be able to have that feeling and walk out of there feeling empowered, being like, man, you got this. You got this. You just needed a little more belief in yourself. And that's where I'm at now. And that's why I'm so grateful because that medicine, not saying it's for everybody. It's one of these things. If you feel called to it, great. It's just one modality. But for me is what exactly what I needed to be able to see what I already knew. What I already knew was true. It's, it's, we know this stuff, but sometimes we need, a, we need something to help us see it. So, mm. I mean, I could, I could just feel how energized you are sharing about this. It sounds like it was uh, the ayahuasca, the plant medicine helped facilitate this awareness for you. And you sat there with that awareness and unpacked several things, which led to now a more confident Lance, somebody who's aware of when you're comparing yourself to other people and you're still in Costa Rica. So Costa Rica made an impression on you. How long are you going to be there for? Uh, it's probably till around Mayish. Very cool. It's just been, yeah, the, the vibe here is just, it's like something I've never seen before. When you want to create and you want to be abundant and you want to do all the things, it really helps to have an abundant, expanded, like such an expansive universe ahead of you. You know, it, it, for me, it's just been such a blessing to, you know, because I usually work in a city environment in, you know, the concrete jungle, which is fine too, but to be able to have the opportunity to, you know, start writing a book and to start doing all the things, podcasting in an environment that feels abundant and expansive, it, it really helps. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. We do become our environment. And your environment right now sounds like a, a, an abundant environment. So it's helping you with your creativity is what it sounds like. So we mentioned your podcast, University of Adversity podcast, 300 episodes in. 
Uh, you've interviewed over 200 people on there. Amazing, incredible people. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I know this is going to be a difficult, I imagine this is going to be a difficult question to answer, but out of all those interviews, what's one interview that really stood out, maybe a story or something that really left you impacted on that conversation? It's a great question. Well, me being a hockey player growing up, there was somebody that I admired. His name was Theo Fleury. He was sexually abused. He had such a powerful story that, you know, he came out with, I think back in like, I forget, the early 2000s. And it was just so inspiring because he, he changed the conversation. He was a Stanley Cup champion and Olympic gold medal winner. And he was one of the first people to come out and share his story and be vulnerable. Like he put that on the map. I feel like, like it, I, I forget it would have been the late, maybe late nineties. Yeah. I think I'm like off in the time, but he wrote a book in the late two thousands, but it really shook up the world in it really forced people to look at the shit they may not want to look at the conversations. And I admired that for so many years. And I, I remember reading his book, and he explained it all. And I was going through a dark time, but I could really relate to him. And I respected him because that's, that stuff is, is, is wild and to be able to step up and share it. So when I had the opportunity to create University of Adversity, he was a person that I had in mind that I, I absolutely have to get on. In the beginning, it was like, how am I going to get him on? There's no way. And before you know it, it got to a point where I can get this guy. And I got him on. And I prepared and I, the thing is about, you'll probably know this too. When you really respect somebody and you know somebody really well, like I didn't have to do any research. I just knew the guy. I just was like, I didn't have to, I prepared my state. You know, I meditated. I was like, I'm going to rock this interview today. And I already knew all the things about him. And that's why it was exciting is because I didn't have to like go and, you know, brush up. I was just like, I'm going to, I asked for the smoothest interview, the smoothest conversation. And things just, we connected on a level. I was nervous that he wouldn't, like, he's not going to share. What's he going to think of me? But I, I felt him open up. And this is the beautiful thing about it is when you can get that, that you crack those barriers and you probably know it. And you just feel that, that authenticity flowing out. The barriers are down and you're connecting and you're like, yes, you can feel it flowing. And people can hear that. And we had that. We broke those barriers early and we had this conversation that was just flowing. And when I finished that conversation, I put the mic down, I closed Zoom. I was like, I nailed that. <laughs> I was like, I crushed that. I couldn't have done anything better. Like I was like, I left it all on the all on the ice, as we used to say. Left it all out there, boys. You know, like he left it all. And that's how I felt. I was like, I left it all out. And it was, it was so good. And so when people ask me that, that, that episode was really important for me <clears throat> and it inspired me and on so many levels, man. So awesome. I love that. What's his, what's his name? Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury. Got it. So that's on your podcast. I want to listen to that now. And I, I recommend everybody go listen to Lance's podcast. I mean, I was on there. I was blessed to be on there as well. You got to come for round two, by the way. Yeah, I would love to come for round two. I'm always available for you, brother. Always. I love the work that you're doing. Hey, Keto Camper. I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation 
and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, high quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. The third thing that I use from them is the topical cream. There's very few, if any, CBD products on the market that can compare to this. I use the topical cream when I have some soreness, maybe in my lower back. I put this cream and the next morning the pain is gone. We have worked out a deal for Keto Campers to get 15% off your order by heading over to drphillipscbd.com slash ketocamp. Dr. Phillips CBD is spelled D-R-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-C-B-D dot com slash keto camp. Remember, that's camp with a K. Let's get back to this episode. When I asked you offline, what is the one thing that lights you up that you love to speak about? You mentioned personal transformation, and that's already what we've discussed so far. But what are some other tools, some modalities? Maybe somebody had a really challenging year in 2020. You know, they had the COVID issue, maybe some financial issues, and now that carried into 2021 and they're struggling with their health, their finances. What are some ways that they could transform their lives, some practical ways, maybe then some advanced strategies so they could get the ball rolling in the right direction? Great question. And it's not going to be all fun and exciting, this one, this answer. And this is what changed it for me. And may have heard it many times. And I was definitely somebody that resisted this, but it's gratitude. It's always about gratitude to start at the very basic level. Like you got to start somewhere. Okay. Rome wasn't built in a day. There's so many things you can do, but you have to start somewhere. So pick up a journal, start writing. What really helped me was, was shifting again from being a victim to being empowered, to being a victor. Every situation is a choice to have a perspective on it. So, if you're struggling, the best way to, to express yourself is to yourself in your journal and start to do to write a gratitude list. And this worked for me so much. Whether you want to go in depth this much or not, I do 10 things I'm grateful for. And each thing I do, I'm grateful for this because blah, blah, blah. And I elaborate on it. I turn it into a full journaling practice. I do five things that I'm presently grateful for that have happened. Then I do five things that I want to happen that I'm trying to manifest. This isn't just like, I'm grateful for this pen. I'm grateful for the journal. It's not like that. It's, I am grateful for this pen because it allows me to express my feelings on paper. It allows me to write. It allows me to get all the things out. It allows me to do, to draw, like really elaborate on it. And if this sounds silly, then you should do it more because the resistance is what you need to lean into. So that helped me. It's the most basic thing. I tell my mom the same thing. I say that doesn't have to be, you know, when she's struggling or anybody, I'm like, just start with the simplest thing. Get a journal, pick up a pen, whatever practice you want to adopt with journaling. It doesn't matter. Like just do your best. 
start small. The other thing would just be a stillness practice. You know, and this can be tricky because people get intimidated by meditation and all the all the lingo and you got to be a guru or whatever, and you don't. It's just really like finding something that you enjoy and just sitting still for a, a few minutes. There's plenty on YouTube. There's plenty of, of uh, great people. And just build it into your routine in the morning, you know, like have a routine, have a writing practice. I practice gratitude. I journal my thoughts. And then I sit here and I listen for five minutes and I sit and I breathe. I just watch my breath. That's it. Easy. You don't have to make it stressful. You don't have to try and what is this doing? What is it? It doesn't matter. The point of it is to just sit, <laughs> just monitor your breath. That's it. Nothing is going to happen. Don't be looking for, you know, miracles to fall out of the sky. It's simply just to monitor, just to watch your breath and be a witness to your, to calm down and to really just connect with yourself. Right. And reading, reading is a great way to calm as well. Calm your mind. Those three things for me are essentially my morning routine. And for me to have the best day and to be focused, they have to happen. And that all happens before we get on the phone. Because a lot of the times, most of us get stressed and anxious and we become reactors. We react to everything. It's because we look at our phone the first thing we do when we get up. And no wonder you get stressed. Whatever you're going through in your life, it's going to amplify it when you go on your phone. If you don't give yourself the time and the practices to essentially own your morning, own your day. If, and then you become you become the driver, not the passenger, right? So you set yourself up. And I honestly, like if anyone's struggling, do that for 30 days. At the very least, do the gratitude for 30 days. Your life will change. It's nothing, you don't have to go and look for, you know, the magic pill it's, and it, it, or anything like something that's going to some big thing. This is the, this is the stuff, but it's the every day. It's the consistency every day. It's the commitment every day. It's the daily habits that will switch your mindset. And then all of a sudden you start to feel different. The struggle that you were going through, doesn't seem as big of a deal anymore. And you let it go and you start to attract new things. You start to have better conversations. You start to watch how you speak to yourself. You start to watch how your judgment of others. There's a lot that happens there that we can't see. We can't quantify. So those things were helpful for me. So, you know, I highly, highly recommend if someone's struggling to use those. They're wonderful tips and they're all free. They don't require money. They just require you to uh, some time, dedicate some time. Gratitude. I love that tip, Lance, because... Gratitude changed my life, brother. I'm also somebody who writes down what I'm grateful for right before bed in the morning when I wake up. I don't check my phone first thing in the morning. I have some sort of stillness practice. These are all free. It's just a matter of committing to doing it. Do it for 30 days like Lan said. And the keto, the fasting, whatever that you're doing, the supplements, all of that will upgrade by default. I really believe it. 30 days. Now, do it one time it's not going to do anything, right? You do it two times, two time, three, four. Five. Eventually, it's this compound effect. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see obstacles as opportunities. You're going to start feeding energy to what you want to work for you versus the things that are not working for you. And that's a universal law. We get what expands what we feed energy to. So what Lance is saying is feed energy to what you're grateful for. There's always something to be grateful for. The fact that you're alive and breathing and listening to the podcast 
that right there is something to be grateful for. So I love that, Lance. I am a big advocate of that routine. And uh, it's free and it's easy, but it's easy not to do as well. Totally, man. And I love what you said because I'm, I know that you see it all the time in you know the health and wellness industry and weight loss and, and keto. And especially even like something like keto, it's like, what a great way to get in the habit first of doing something because if you how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you could commit to like a gratitude practice, then you'll be able to commit to something like keto or a diet, right? Like or whatever because it takes time. There's so many people like even myself, especially in like nutrition and, and stuff like that, where like we do something for a couple of days and we expect oh, it didn't, it worked or it didn't work. I'm just going to, this is, you know, I'm not going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to do it for a while. You have to like something like keto is so it's like they work hand in hand, right? Like in order to get the results, you got to be consistent. And it's just such a good thing because like, I think for people just to develop that simplest habit of the consistency that you really need in anything you do, start with something simple, like a writing practice. Like something that you do the same time or every single day for 30 days. And then when they want to adopt the keto lifestyle or carnivore or whatever they want to do, it's going to be easier because they've already started the habits, right? I believe disciplines transfer, brother. And that's exactly what you're saying right there. And if you could start really small with that tiny habit of gratitude journaling and then add the stillness practice and then add changing your nutrition and then add whatever you want to add and you start stacking these wins that's where the magic is. A lot of people, I've seen this, and maybe you have as well, they apply 20 different things all at once, and they do it for a couple of days, and they're like, oh, this is just too much. So I, I love this idea of starting with one thing, start small, right? A little tiny habit, gratitude practice. You buy a journal today on Amazon or go to your, you know, whatever store, get a journal and write down 10 things you're grateful for tonight, tomorrow morning, start getting into the routine of that. And then you add a stillness practice. And then you add, okay, I'm not going to check my, my phone for 60 minutes after I wake up. And then you add, all right, I'm going to start reducing my carbs, increasing my protein and fat. And then you add fasting. And that's how you actually create transformation. Is that correct, Lance? Dude? Yeah. I mean, it's, Again, it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. <laughs> like it's, and like you, you know, like discipline equals the freedom that you you want, right? Like That's it's, right. It's it's the littlest things, and you know, a book like Atomic Habits is like such yeah. a great book for that. It's like we we're looking for some big thing, but it's like, well, hey, what do you do every morning? Like let's yeah. let's like get super clear on that. <laughs> so true. You you become what you think about, and you become what you do every single day. Habits are, are a tricky beast because habits could be destructive or they could be wonderful. And we have control over those habits. That's the empowering part about it. And when you start eating clean, by the way, when you start eating keto, insulin-friendly foods, practicing intermittent fasting, you actually have more clarity and focus to actually be more disciplined. So they all intertwine and connect with each other. You don't have to do them all at once. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is once you start getting into the habit of eating clean and reducing or, or, or getting rid of alcohol, then your body, your brain, and your, your mindset will be that much more efficient. For you, for example, like when you were drinking alcohol, you were in that scene, your mindset was poor. You got away from that. And all of a sudden you started to think better thoughts. You started to build this new world, the university of adversity podcast. So talk about that. Talk about the importance of what you feed your body when it comes to nutrition and what you're actually drinking on a daily basis. Oh brother, this has been such a journey since I, I started. This is why I love, you know, being on here because like, you know, nutrition and health has been a passion of mine for years 
since like 2008 when I started get, watching Dr. Mercola and learning about him and then, you know, Dave Asprey and Bulletproof and all that over the years. And it's just been so fun to see these different things come and, and, and apply them, you know, because even though when I was drinking and stuff, drinking and partying, I would still try and counteract it with healthy like, you know, I'd go to like a paleo cafe and I would do my best when I wasn't, you know, being a, a, a drunk and go and eat well. But it just still, like, it doesn't work. But like, it's been so important for me to be dialed in to the right foods for my body. And I've tried it all. You know, I've tried keto, I've tried carnivore, I've tried paleo, I've tried it all. And it's so interesting when you start to really pay attention to the things that don't serve you, right? A lot of people just, they don't even know that things are causing them to feel certain things. Like it boggles my mind because I've been so sensitive to these things since I was young. Like I'm like, sugar doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like a crackhead. I can't have it. Like, and some people are like, oh, what? Sugar, I love sugar. I'm like, how can you love it? How can you, like, I've always under, I'm trying to understand like how people, some people don't, know that. And I guess it's just because that's all they know. They've never really given themselves a chance to feel good. And I guess unless you have the spectrums, you know, the dualities of like the good eating well versus eating bad, then you'll never know. Because if you always eat bad, you think that's just how it is. But when I started to notice how good you can feel when you eat well and how important it is in having conversations and your well-being and, and focus and sleep, it just completely, it changes everything. And that's the thing that's beautiful is like really finding that and fine tuning like what you thrive on best. And there's no doubt for me that my best clarity is like low carb keto. You know, for me, the challenge with everything has been like, how much do I need of this if I'm being really active and, and, and you know, these kind of things and I go in and out. But like over the years, man, it's been such a really interesting way to like feel what dials me in the best. You know, what dials me in when I need to work out? What dials me in when I need to, you know, have a, an interview or conversation like mm -hmm. this? And it's all different too. Like most people, you know, some do a little bit better with this or that, but you're never going to know unless you completely get rid of all the mm -hmm. and then reintroduce it. And then you're like, oh, okay, I get this when that happens. So let's not do that anymore. But again, not many people are willing to go long enough to see or give themselves a chance, right? They think it's this that's causing it because of the media saying, Meat's bad, but really they're eating a bunch of like processed oils and garbage and carbs. And it's like, wait a minute, you're blaming that, but you're not looking at this. So, you know, and, and I know you know that, but it's like, that's why when you post stuff for, about like oils and that, I'm like, yes, Ben, yes. Because <laughs> it's like, that's the stuff that, that I find so interesting is like when people start to really get it and they start to take stuff out and put it back in and you're like, ah, see, see, you feel better now, right? Like... It's so true. You know, once you start living a healthy lifestyle, then when you have sugar, you have something that's not healthy, you actually see how it impacts you. You just, I, I do personally as well. I just don't feel as good and I want to feel good. We were designed to wake up in the morning, have amazing energy levels, focus, clarity, and vitality all through the whole day. We're not meant to have these energy slumps and this post-meal coma that a lot of people get. And if you're getting that, that's not normal. Is it common? Yes. Normal? No. And we have to look at what we just fed ourselves. And when we start eating clean, you'll see that. 
get rid of the processed sugars, get rid of the bad fats, start doing intermittent fasting and you'll get that clarity and focus. And then when you don't do it, you'll be like, oh man, I just don't feel as good and I don't perform as well. Whether you're an entrepreneur or just somebody who wants to have energy for their family, it's important to have the vitality and to have the energy. So that's an important conversation to have. Uh, last thing I want to ask you is, is this, Lance. You've done a lot of cool things over the years. You got your awesome podcast. You're doing some cool things on YouTube. You just had an amazing experience in Costa Rica. What's the big thing that you want to accomplish here in 2021? What's the big goal that you want to hit? Oh, that's a great question again. Well, I'm in the process of writing a new book called Mastering Adversity. And we just launched a crowdfunding campaign for it on the 1st of March. And it's really taking my crazy story and all the things I've gone through, combining it with the brilliant, incredible minds of people like yourself and alchemizing it into a book, man. Like it's really, I've had a calling to write a book and the opportunity to have get behind somebody that creates like a campaign where people can get involved and, and, and help the process. It really is great because it, it helps in a lot of areas. And this isn't about me. It's bigger than me. I want, you know, I really want to ignite personal transformation and growth in people's lives through stories and healing. And to be able to combine that and to continue to do that and interview these people and these conversations and to be able to bring a book to life, that's going to be like a field manual for the students of life. You know, like that you can really read and be like, this is the book that I can, I can refer to to help because I'm not alone. Like other people have been through things like I've been through. We're all in this together, right? That's the thing. A lot of people need to know that they're not alone. And that's really my next goal, dude, for 2021 is, is to bring this book, bring something so powerful that it's going to change the world and change people's lives. And I couldn't be more excited about it. And it's never going to, it is something that's never been more challenging or anything like that in my life, but it's the biggest thing I've ever done up to this date. So very cool. Mastering adversity. I love the title. So for the keto campers who are listening, who want to contribute to the crowdfund, where can they go? Yeah. Well, if you want, we could just throw the crowdfunding link into the show notes. Yep. It takes you right there. There's a couple different bundles. You know, you can buy an individual book, or you can do, um, there's, we're going to be doing a University of Adversity Summit live. I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of different speakers, which will probably get you to come on. Absolutely. That'll be awesome. Yeah. And there's a bundle for that. And then there's, there's going to be coaching. A lot of people ask me about podcasting. So I want to like do like one-on-one coaching to really give them like my system and my peel back the curtain and show them some of the stuff that they may not know. And just different things that I can add value to that I haven't really provided anywhere yet combine it with the selling of the books and in a, in a fun way. Cause one thing that I haven't done as well as someone like yourself or a lot of people is really build the community and the Facebook groups. And it's, it's something that is the next step for me. And I feel like to really build that and make more impact, it's where it, we, we need to be. So like, that's why this is going to be so powerful. So if people want to get involved, it's great. You know, if you want to check out the podcast, it'd be great to, you know, have you step in and listen and, uh, just, yeah, I, I really, really appreciate you, dude, having me on so I can, uh, you know, connect with you again and share all this with people. I appreciate it as well. Yeah, I highly recommend you go check out Lance's work. We'll put the link for the crowdfund in the podcast notes. We'll put the link for your podcast in the podcast notes. The podcast, University Adversity Podcast, is available on podcast platforms. You can just type it in and find it. Go listen to all those episodes he has on there, and he's going to keep it going. He's got some rock star guests. What other places can they go check you out, Lance? 
yeah, Instagram, Instagram, social media. My name's pretty. Uh, it's pretty easy to find if you Google me. It's it, that's the one good thing about having a, a weird last name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> YouTube, you know, we're just we're just starting. We post all of our episodes on YouTube. Well, we're 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 getting we're catching up. Yeah, we're be working on doing more of a kind of like what you're doing, man, and start making more videos and really focusing on that. And uh, we could just yeah, go check out YouTube, and you know, we'll we'll slowly. We'll slowly grow it, and I'd love to have you as a part of it, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Go support Lance. He's doing some great work. We'll put all of his information in the podcast notes. Lance, I acknowledge you, brother, for authentically sharing on the podcast, you know, your your adversity, losing your father, your brother to suicide, your father to cancer, and your your struggles with alcoholism and a toxic environment, being bullied, and then your ayahuasca experience and just all the amazing things that you've done with your podcast and just your work. And it's very exciting to hear about the new book, Mastering Adversity. I can't wait to read that. I can't wait to see all the people that it's going to impact. And you're a good dude, man. You show up. You're so authentic. You've got a great energy to you. And I'm just grateful for the work that you're contributing to the world. We need more lances out there. We really do. So thank you for what you're doing. I'm glad that you finally joined the podcast here on the Keto Camp Podcast. And I can't wait to do more collaborations with you, brother. So thank you for today. Dude, thank you. Much love, brother. I really, really appreciate you, man. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that empowering conversation with Lance. As you can see, as you can hear, he's a wealth of information. He's doing some great work on mindset and mastering adversity in your life. Go check out his podcast, University of Adversity Podcast. I was blessed to be a guest on there. Maybe you could start with that interview with me on there. You could order his pre-order his book, Mastering Adversity. Follow him on Instagram. We're going to put all links and resources for Lance in the podcast notes. You could go check him out down below. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review, please do so today on Apple Podcasts and text this episode to a friend. Post it on social media. Somebody who you believe could get value from a conversation like this. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of adversity out there. And a conversation like this could really open up a whole new world to somebody to help them feel empowered so they could take action in the right direction. So share it with somebody, maybe post about it on social media, on Instagram, shoot me a tag on Instagram, at the Benazadi. And if you're on Clubhouse, follow me on Clubhouse, at the Benazadi. And just one final reminder to pre-order my brand new book, Keto Flex, where you could get the four pillar framework to mastering keto and fasting and carnivore and all things holistic health. If you wanna understand how your body works at the cellular level, this is gonna be the book for you. So head over to ketoflexbook.com to pre-order it today. And I can't wait for you to read this incredible book. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You will hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. 
Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.